0: Hello, my overachieving friend. My name is Holly Lewis, and I am past president of the Overachievers Club. I'm here to talk about the path to calming the hell down and feeling worthy without killing yourself on that perpetual hamster wheel that you're on. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to episode two, getting out from under overwhelm. How's that for a sentence? Overwhelm, we all have it happen to us every once in a while. Some of us more than others. Overwhelm is a huge consumer of energy. The reason why this happens is our brains are a problem solving machine and overwhelm is an indicator that our brains are trying to solve too many problems at once. I found it interesting what the definition of overwhelm is. It means submerged, drowning. So what do you think happens when you're submerged and drowning? You go into a stress response. And I've talked about that lots on this podcast about being in a stress response and what happens. We get tunnel vision, we don't see our options, we get really stressed, we use our time inefficiently. All kinds of things happen when we're in a stress response. The reason I think that overwhelm is so prevalent these days is because we have a complexity an abundance of choices that we maybe didn't have in our younger days. Technology is advancing, all of these things are happening, and you have so many more choices now to make that there are many, many examples of how you can get overwhelmed by all of your choices. And problems that you have to solve. So today I wanted to talk about a couple of pragmatic ways that you can get yourself out from under the overwhelm. If you think about it from a visual perspective when you're drowning or submerged the water isn't on top of your head and so all of these to do's are on top of you holding you down. So you have to picture yourself getting out from under this overwhelm. So here's a couple of ways to do that. Number one, get really good at making decisions efficiently. We make about 35,000 decisions a day. Some studies say it's even more more like 60,000, you need to get really good at making quality and efficient decisions. So what's a way to do that? Define the decision, write down what all of the options are that you can think about. Resist your brain saying, I don't know, because it's going to say it. Eliminate as many options as possible. And then ask yourself this question, a year from now, is this even going to matter? If the answer is no, pick the one that you most want to do and go for it. If it is going to matter, which option moves you forward to who you want to be? What would your future you decide? And stop second-guessing yourself. Trust yourself. Make a decision and move on. If you made a mistake, it's something to learn from. Not something to beat yourself up about. You learn from it and move on. Because you can't change the past. You can just make a different decision. So that's trick number one. Trick number two is to practice constraint. And what do I mean by that? I mean make as many decisions ahead of time as you possibly can. Decide what you're going to eat. Decide what you're going to wear. Decide what time you're going to go places. Decide all the simple stuff. Just decide. And stick to it. Say no. Figure out How you can say no to more things. Now, it might not be saying the actual word no, but you can say things like, I have these three priorities. Where does this fit in? Or it could sound like, I would love to do that, but my schedule doesn't allow for that right now. Hit me up in a couple of days. The other thing I suggest is getting rid of your to-do list. I like to call mine a parking lot. I don't look at it as a to-do list because when I see a whole bunch of things that I have to do and it's a lot, I get overwhelmed and I start to panic. I'm intentional about three things that I'm going to prioritize for the day and I suggest that you do that as well. Here's the other thing. Limit your inputs. Your brain is always awake and listening. And it's going to try to solve problems, whether or not those problems are yours or not. So if you're watching something on television or you're listening to something and there's a problem, your brain's going to be working on figuring out that problem, even though it's not yours. That's the way our brains work. They like to solve, it likes to solve problems. And then another thing on the constraint side Stop believing you can multitask because you cannot. There's all kinds of research out there. I highly recommend you go look at it for task switching and multitasking. It costs you 23 minutes every time you do it. Your brain thinks you can, but you cannot. Only 2% of humans can do it. So stop telling yourself that you can do it because you can't. All right. Number three, close open loops. And what do I mean by open loops? Open loops are things that you've committed to, but you haven't finished. It's something called the zigarnik effect. Your brain remembers and focuses on incomplete tasks more than it does on completed tasks. It's like having open tabs in your browser. you you're basically got 50 open tabs because you moved on and forgot and oh, I have this open thing and I got to go back to this and all the things. Your brain hates that. I especially find when I have a lot of open loops, it's hard to go to sleep because I've got all of this stuff happening in my head that I'm like, oh my gosh, right? So one thing to do is just write them all down pick one and knock it off or delegate it. And then just repeat. Just keep closing your open loops. It doesn't matter which one you pick. Just pick one and get it closed. Alright, here's another thing. Compartmentalize. Sometimes this is really hard, hard for us to do, but If you have a whole bunch of things going on and a whole bunch of priorities and a whole bunch of problems to solve and all the things, just pick one. And put the rest of them into a box. I like to visualize that there's a box on the side of my head that it's a really pretty red box too, by the way. And you just put all of the other things in the box and tie it up with a bow. And then you focus on the thing that you're gonna focus on until it's done and knocked off. And then you can open the box and let one more out. You definitely want to just pick one and it doesn't matter which one it is. Just pick one and do it. Number, I don't even know what number I'm on. Next one, pause your quality measures. So a lot of times we get overwhelmed because we have an unrealistic expectation of how perfect things need to be. And so when we think, oh, I can't do that because it won't be perfect, we get frozen. And when you get frozen, things start piling up on top of you. So one thing I do recommend is that you pause your quality measures. And what I mean by that is just focus on C work. It doesn't have to be an A. It can just be good enough. Practice being okay with that. If you, especially if you find yourself overwhelmed. If you're overwhelmed, you'll freeze. And you want to just start picking things and getting them knocked off. They don't have to be perfect. And then the last one is breaking things down into smaller chunks. So when you find yourself overwhelmed and frozen because you have all of this stuff to do, break, break it down. So say, you know, I had a podcast that I wanted to do today and I basically worked on one idea a day for the last seven days. I just said, you know, I'm going to outline it and then I'll do one section talk about one section. You could do a 100 words if you're trying to write a book. If you have a task you need to do, you could set a timer for five minutes and say, I'm going to work on this for five minutes. Anything to move yourself forward out of this frozen, submerged state. All of these things are basically about swimming. Swimming to the side to get out from under all of this enormous pressure. One bite a day still eats the cake is one of my favorite sayings. And I tell people this all the time. And I tell myself this all the time, just one small bite. We're going to do one small bite and get ourselves out from under this. So to wrap it up, you want to get out from under the overwhelm. And whether that's, you know, the problems in your life, whether that's all the to-dos in your life, Whatever. But when you fi- find yourself overwhelmed and frozen, action is where it's at. And also stop using the word overwhelm. That's just telling your brain to panic. When your brain hears you think or say the word overwhelm, it's going to panic. It doesn't want to drown. It's giving away your power when you do that. I'd rather say I have a lot going on, but I'm figuring it out because that's a much, much more empowering way to say what's going on instead of overwhelm. All right, my friends, have a great week.
1: work not working for you anymore are you stressed to the hilt and wondering if this is all there is to life imagine your life if you were 80% less stressed what would become possible for you more time with your loved ones being perceived as a calm leader and an expert at work getting promoted feeling energized and empowered and more creative All of this is possible, my friend. It just takes a few tweaks around taking things personally, boundaries, self-trust, and focus. Sooner or later, all that stress is going to catch up with you. You can schedule a free session and see what it's all about. Can you not? Link in the show notes.